On yesterday's episode of The Upside, I shared a story about white hot dogs called Coney's. Yes. And early, early yesterday morning, I got like, I mean, before I was even out of bed, somebody sent a picture from, I think it was a Publix, holding a package of Hoffman brand Coney's. But they were called hmm. something different. So I believe they are sold in the Atlanta area. They're called Snappy Grillers. That sound, that's a horrible name for a product. Snappy Grillers? Uh, yeah, so whoever sent that to me on Instagram, thank you. And then my dad followed up. He heard uh, yesterday's episode and said, uh, they'll always be Coney's to me and sent a very similar picture. So uh, maybe Coney, maybe they exist elsewhere in the world, but they're just known as Coney's in upstate New York. Got it. But the good news is you get to try them now that I know where they're available. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably not going to, but I will watch you enjoy them thoroughly and I will be your Coney cheerleader. I, w I do have to get them because I remember not liking them, but there are a lot of things I did. I was such a picky eater as a kid. SpaghettiOs only. <laughs> right. That's all I ate were SpaghettiOs. I might like them now as a grown-up. So uh, sometime in the next few days, I'll get some snappy grillers. And if I can't find them, I know my dad has the shipping process down. We'll get a box from him in a couple of days. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the technology that is text messaging. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for dogs who like to snuggle. Um, by the way, you have said two very like n like early 2000s things this week about that have to do with gratitude and it is br it brings me joy. Text message earlier this week you said caller ID. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Remember when caller ID you had to like buy it as like an like it didn't just pop up on your phone like you, it was a it was a perk. it was a luxury. Right. My grandparents had one. I don't think we had one until they came out with like the phones that had one. But you bought it and you it was bought like a this plug into your phone and you had to be next to the phone to see it. And it only picked up local numbers. So like a lot of times, remember it would say out of area. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> so I remember my grandparents when we would call. It would say out of area. And I'm like, well, how do you know who it is when it's out of area? And they're like, well, you don't. I think what huh. I'm doing, based on what I'm grateful for the past several episodes, I think what I'm doing is I'm just really embracing this social distancing thing that everybody is encouraging with the coronavirus. Uh, caller ID that keeps you away from me. Call me. I'll see your number. I'll answer it. Text messaging. We don't even need to talk. Maybe it can be passed through the phone. <laughs> who knows? Just text me. <laughs> That's, that's probably what it is. All right. Uh, my three random things. We'll start the show off with those. Uh, the very first one is uh, loosely tied to uh, the coronavirus dating services, online dating services uh -huh. like Match and Tinder and stuff report that when there are significant newsworthy events such as this, uh, online matchmaking tends to go up. 
because people are f- sitting at home, they're feeling huh. lonely, they want to connect with somebody. Uh, but the what the guy from Match at, says, but keeping in line with recommendations, we're suggesting that people do their first dates on Skype or FaceTime. I feel like that would be so awkward. Could you imagine the awkward silences and like you can't read anyone's body language other than like chest up? So you're like, hey, nice to meet you. I I actually read that and then thought that's technically that's not a bad idea to almost do a pre-interview via Skype before doing like your actual date. Like it's not the worst idea. No, I could just see it being really awkward. Uh, then the second uh, thing that I have on my list of three random things is if you are a Disney fan, there's a company that wants to pay you to binge watch 12 Disney originals and compare them to their live action remakes. Oh. Uh, there's a bunch of movies that you would have to do and you have to do it in a one month time frame. So you got to have a lot of free time, but it's like 101 Dalmatians, uh, Sleeping Beauty, which was remade as Maleficent. 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 Uh, and then Winnie the Pooh, which was remade as Christopher Robin. So good. Lion King, Lady in the Tramp, Mulan, a bunch of them. Uh, you'll get, uh, a thousand dollars if you get apply for the job and get it. That sounds like a dream. You know, what's interesting about Disney movies as a kid, a lot of the ones that we watched were really scary to me. Like our generation, like 101 Dalmatians, like Cruella DeVille is still the, one of the scariest villains of all time. Right. Um, who else? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Like at the beginning when they're trying to kill the beast like that is it's horrible. I don't think I ever saw Beauty and the Beast. I did see 101 Dalmatians. Did Cruella scare you? I think so. I don't remember. She's like so scary. And um, even like Ursula, Ursula and the Little Mermaid, like that's still, I mean, I can feel myself myself shaking right now. Those <laughs> characters are not to be messed with. They are still scary. Uh, if you want to apply for this job, we can put the link in our show notes and stuff. Uh, but you have to be 18 years old and a U.S. citizen. And you also have to be active on Facebook and Twitter because they want you to kind of document your month spent doing this. So it's kind of, it's a marketing promotion. Oh, it's a total, but but they're paying people a thousand bucks to do it. They just want you to compare trends and dialogue and character. And I know there is somebody listening right now who's such a hardcore Disney fan or knows that hardcore Disney fan that they're like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I, I know the person for that. Cause yes, passionate Disney fans are are so passionate. They're a different breed. Yes. Like hard, hardcore breed. So, um, so there's that. That's number two. And then number three, I fla- I saved this one for last, Callie, because it's just for you. Oh. <laughs> A study was done where they take some common relationship goals and they actually identify them as toxic. I don't, what does that mean? That things that you would say like as a, couple like we will do everything together was one of them that's actually a toxic thing like you shouldn't plan on doing everything together you should have uh your own life and then your significant other has their own life and then you do spend time together but like the the thought of of never being apart is actually kind of toxic because it creates unnecessary i'll give you some okay. other examples i would like examples because i pulled 
uh, three of them. So here's the quote from the, from the story. Relationship goals that can be toxic are goals that are often rigid or based on an agenda. When couples or individuals have relationship goals without grounding them in reality, it'll create problems that can ruin their relationship. For example, setting a weekly date night. If your date nights dwindle to each of you scrolling on your phones, half-heartedly watching Netflix, not cuddling, not bow bow wow then you are falling into a rut. And then that date night ends up creating more anxiety and anger hmm. for one or both people than actually serving its purpose. Huh. You can also feel an unnecessary amount of pressure to always be available on the same night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it's a good idea in theory, but it could be toxic. In that respect, yes. I remember at the height of my dad's career, my parents would say every single Friday, this is a no plan zone. Like, so that was good, I think, because that's when they saw each other. Yeah, but that's not a forced date night. That's like, we make no plans. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, sharing all health and fitness goals. Defining and setting health goals can help, help bo both individuals in a relationship live happier lives, but health and fitness is generally cyclical. And there are going to be times when one person is going to be way more into it than somebody else. And if you stick to a rigid, rigid health and fitness plan, when somebody is off that cycle, it can create a toxic relationship. People have asked me before, cause I get into those super workout cycles myself or super diet cycles, which I'm still working on, but I get in those, those You're modes. You're not still working on it. We haven't, well, you know what? We should put this on the, on the notes and talk about it, but you're crushing Weight Watchers. I am. But if you listen to the episode with Janair, Weight Watchers is still a diet plan, which is still part of the disordered eating mentality. But Weight Watcher, it's a diet plan, but it's, I think, at least of all the diets I've seen, it directs you into healthier choices rather than limit what or when you can eat. Yeah, that's a conversation for a whole other time. But, but I think you should still be proud of the fact that you're doing it. And I think you're like, I remember when you were on that other diet and you ate at 4.30 p.m. And that was it. And if I said, oh, can we eat a little bit later tonight or a little bit earlier? Or, hey, it's a it's the first beautiful day of the year. Let's go sit on a patio at 3 p.m. and have some guacamole and margaritas. Then my devil horns came out. Yeah. And you're like, I can't. Arr. But now you would be like, yeah, I can do it. I just got to account for those points. Yeah. My question or my comment with that one is when well, I hold on before we do that, I want you to be proud of the work you've. The, oh, I am proud. I've been okay. working really hard. I've lost like 14 pounds, which is, you know, it's just like I'm getting into a healthier weight for my, my preferred doctor range, whatever. So, um, and, and I just feel, feel better. And, and you, I think you feel accomplished. I feel accomplished. My clothes fit better. I feel better. I just feel, I just feel better. I feel more comfortable. So, um, regardless of the whole, like, I don't want, because I think you could become obsessed with the whole disordered eating thing yeah, the same way you become true. obsessed. Like you have found a plan that allows you, cause I've seen you also be out some nights and, and, and go, you know what? Points don't count. 
because yeah. you've had a glass of wine or two and somebody gets some tr Parmesan truffle fries and you're like, mm. like gotta have the fries. Um, but what I was going to say with that is every time like I'm eating something in particular or trying something new or whatever, I will without fail get multiple messages saying, doesn't it drive you nuts that Jeff doesn't do the same things that you do? And I'm actually, I'm, I usually say actually not at all. Like, I think that would cause friction in our relationship if I was trying to constantly make him do exactly what I was doing or vice versa. You've actually been very patient with me because she dove into Weight Watchers at 100% because I think that's just the way your it's brain works. It's my personality, works. yeah. You're either all in or you're not in at all. Yeah. And you were in to Weight Watchers at 100% and I, not so much. So you are, you have been very patient with me. I think I have. All right. And here's the <laughs> third of the three examples that's going to make you very happy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be justification for you, bragging rights. One piece of old-fashioned advice that couples still try to do today is, quote, never go to bed angry. End quote. This is an unrealistic goal. There are going to be times when couples become too emotional and in order to say things that one of them might, in order to not say things that one of them might regret, they should just pause the discussion and give themselves time and space to cool off. If that happens to be overnight, so be it. Yes. Amen. Heck yes. On that one. I hate, I mean, I don't hate it like to each their own, but the idea that everything should be solved before you go to bed or your relationship will never recover is not true. And Often the fights are a little easier when you're fighting after you've slept on it and then you wake up not as like fiery as you were before. And also I will go one step further and say, especially if you've been drinking. Yes. There's no argument that is going to be solved when two people have been drinking and you're trying to get a fight solved before you go to bed. It's not going to happen. There's actually 17, one seven of these things that were identified as, in theory, they're great, but they could end up being toxic. So I've got the the link and I'll put it in the show notes and we'll put it in our Facebook group too. I don't know how to really start this topic, so I'll just say it. I'm not pregnant again and I'm not pregnant again. <laughs> and the reason that we share this every month is because is because I just, there are so many pregnancy announcements and I know my social media feeds are flooded with bloggers and photo pregnancy photo shoots and babies and whatever. So I just feel the need to put it out there. It's like Oprah's up on the grams. You get a baby and oh you get gosh. a baby. You get a baby and you get a baby. But like not you. But not you. But not me. Um, so, you know, here's the thing. It's, I have only ever known or discussed with people that I know two types of people. One is the person who um, immediately gets pregnant. No problem. No awareness of, you know, struggle, which is great. Good for you. The other one is the person who is just their whole life is trying to get pregnant and it's so taxing for them and so hard. And there's so much pain in there. And to be honest, I don't feel like I fall in either of those categories. You posted something yesterday on Instagram that I thought was really interesting. You said, because I feel the same way, you feel very content right now and even happy. Like at I'm this, so at happy. this place in, in the world, right? Where, mm -hmm. where the world is, where your world is right now, you just feel 
at peace. I do. And you said that when you took the pregnancy test and it came back negative, not pregnant, it didn't change. You still felt happy. I actually didn't take a pregnancy test. Um, I just, you just knew, I just knew, um, biology (laughs) is hard for the man. Um, so and actually not taking pregnancy tests is something that I've been doing to keep my mental sanity. And I think I've had so many friends that have had a really hard, one of my best friends had was put through the ringer trying to get pregnant and just seeing what she went through and being able to say, okay, I know what I could be walking into. I have made certain decisions about things that I don't want to do because I don't want to drive myself crazy. And the doctor, it's easy to drive yourself crazy when you're getting pregnant. Your emotions are all over the place because, you know, two months ago I actually had to take a test because I was thinking I was pregnant and it, it, you know, I was not. And that was a really, I felt so sad. Um, now I'm not taking tests because it's just wears on my emotions too much. And I just, you know, whatever. I kind of like wash my hands of it, if that makes sense. And, um, did you sing happy birthday twice? I did sing happy birthday twice. Or what was it that people were saying? Jolene. I sung Jolene twice. Jolene or Britney Spears. Um, so I have kind of taken measures to not put so much pressure on myself. And that's a personal choice that everyone makes. And my doctor's so supportive of that. She's like, Hallie, if you don't want to take pregnancy tests, don't do it. If you don't want to do the ovulation sticks, don't do it. Do whatever is best for you. And for me, that is living my life. Um, but also trying to have a baby with my husband that I love so much. So while I am like, I'm not even, I'm just so happy. Like, I don't want to say that you have to, but what I'm trying to say is you can be super happy and still want a baby and feel like it's something that you don't have that you wish you had, but also be happy. Like you don't have to always be, it's a roller coaster of emotions, Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to be honest about. Cause I don't fall in either category of, oh, it was super easy or, you know, oh, you know, it's our whole life trying to get pregnant. Cause right now it's not our whole life. Um, and I don't want it to be because I want to enjoy every second that I have with you. Um, and you know, but yeah, we are taking a step forward. We're going to see a fertility specialist next week. Now we have to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to get into it here because uh, I just, I just don't know that if we have the time, but early next week, we have to talk about our appointment for two reasons. One, if it's in a hospital or medical center where there's other stuff, I think maybe we put it off for a month or two. Okay. I disagree, but we can do right, that we later. Could, we could discuss that because yeah, we'll talk about that. The reason why, just because, you know, uh, of, of our friend COVID and that's number one. And then number two, we have to dig into the psychology of you not wanting me to go to the first appointment. We really do. And I have, have we talked about that on the show? First of all, did what I said about not being pregnant, but also being really happy make sense? Uh, I don't know. I checked out. I was watching Lily sleep. It was really cute. Did you really? No, of course it made sense. Oh, okay. Cause I didn't know. I kind of felt like I was talking in circles. So that's number one. And number two is I've talked about it on my Instagram. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but I have a mental, not a block, something weird about Jeff coming to these doctor's appointments with me. Oh, to all of them. I thought it was just the first one. 
Um, a lot of people go to every single, a lot of couples go to everyone together. Oh yeah. We're, we're not getting into this now because I'm not even in the headspace to pick it apart, but I thought you, okay. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. But I thought, I honestly thought that you didn't want me to go to the first one because you wanted to be able to grill them with any and all questions that you would have. No. And then, and then they would say, okay, here's, here are the next steps. And then I would go to the next appointment or whatever happened, whatever the process is. I did not realize this involves all of the appointments. Yes. This involves all of the appointments. And it wasn't about asking questions because that I feel like better team effort. Like you and I do better in in a setting. We don't have to defend it here. Oh, well, what I wanted to say is it has more to do with you seeing me in such a vulnerable position and it's scary. Anyways, we can talk about that later. Would you, would you feel better if you took Lily as my stand-in and then when you get home, she can just kind of debrief me? I mean, yeah, but Lily's the only one. Like I know people say like, I wouldn't feel more comfortable with my mom going or my best friend going like no one in my world ever in my life outside of my parents when I was younger have ever seen me be in a vulnerable position, like knowing what may or may not be going on with my body. Like that is such so weird. or yours for that matter. Cause I need to stop saying that and putting all the pressure, you know? Yeah. Like, cause it takes two of us, but. All right. We, we, we may discuss further and we also have to have the debate about depending on where the appointment is, if we even go to it. Oh, we're going. The, well, then you better. Then I might be going alone. Perfect. Okay. No, no. You're the one I don't want to go. I would rather go by myself. I don't want. Yeah. I okay. think I'm an essential part of that appointment. Anyways. Yeah. It's um, probably, probably most important for you to be there. Okay. Uh, what if you just showed up? Like, what if I didn't go and you went and they're like, hey, so I, you're <laughs> trying to get pregnant and, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want my wife to come, but yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I got a notepad. Tell me what <laughs> uh, what I should share with her. All right, let's say thank you right now. It seems like a good time to take a break. Uh, real quick to our sponsors making the show possible this week. I don't know about you, but up until a couple of months ago, I had been wearing the same bras since college. They didn't fit super well. They were super worn out and it was kind of time for like a life upgrade. So I went with third love bras. Here's what I love about them. You go to thirdlove.com slash upside, right? And they have a perfect fit finder. Now I was skeptical because I'm thinking really how much could they know about the fit of a bra from just asking me questions about my current bra. But as it turns out, they nailed it. And I went so far as to replace all of my nasty old bras with third love. So it's the only brand of bras now in my drawer. I love this company and you're going to love them too. Right now you can go to thirdlove.com slash upside. They're going to give upside listeners 15% off of your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off your order. And um, just know that when you um, go to that link at the very, very end, your discount will populate. So if you don't see it, wait till the very end. 
BetterHelp.com is bringing counseling and therapy to you wherever you are and on your schedule. They know that life gets really busy and that doesn't take away from whatever's causing you stress or anxiety. That doesn't take away from your sleeping problems, or your relationship problems. That doesn't take away from your war with grief or your anger issues. But they do know that you need and want help. So they've made it super simple. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside. There's a questionnaire that'll help them assess your needs. And then they match you with a counselor that you will love. And if you don't, well, they'll give you a different counselor because they have 3000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states. You can connect via text, chat, phone, video, super simple. Betterhelp.com slash upside. And the promo code is upside for 10% off your first month. I am a paying customer of Frame It Easy, and here's why I like it. I have had a lot of things that I need to get framed. I'm well-intentioned on getting around to frame them, but it can be really expensive to do that. Custom framing costs a lot of money. Well, not with Frame It Easy. You go to frameiteasy.com slash upside. You enter in the dimensions of whatever you want to frame, the piece of whether it's like an art or um, a photo or um, concert posters is what we like to frame around here. And you get to pick the matting. You get to pick the frame what color frame, everything is custom. They'll send it to your door and then you assemble it. It's super easy. I've done it a couple of times. And um, now you have a nice piece of custom framed artwork in your house that you didn't pay an arm and a leg for. I love this business. I'm a happily paying customer and you're going to love them too. Right now you can go to frameiteasy.com slash upside and they're going to give you 10% off your order. Frameiteasy.com slash upside gets you 10% off your order. I need to make a confession that I'm honestly a little nervous about. It may, there are people who might hear this and be so mad about it that they never listen to the show again. Then why are we talking? Because about it? I have been living a lie. Okay. I have been living a lie for years and I have never been brave enough to say what I am about to say. Okay. On the grand scale of items in this category, okay? On in the big picture. Now listen, before I even make the confession, I want to say this. I appreciate the item I'm about to talk about and I understand what good it does and I appreciate the the folks af affiliated with it. All about the good. But in the grand scheme of things, Girl Scout cookies aren't that great. Oh, wow. I just. Those are fighting words. I think I will buy them every year. I will support the Girl Scouts every year. I enjoy a Thin Mint every now and again because of the exclusivity and the small window of time when you can buy it. But if they were available 12 months out of the year and they were never sold in grocery stores, they wouldn't be in my top 10. Me either. Okay. Me either. And I'll still buy them. Yeah. I'll still buy them or, you know, there's an option now you can like donate it to the troops. I'll do that. I, yes. Um, I, but yeah, no, I agree. I like, uh, I will say the more graham cracker ones, those are pretty good. But there are two different bakeries. That's the problem. And the one that's that's 
that we like, the completely covered one is the different bakery. Yeah. Um, no, I would agree with that. I mean, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but just, I mean, now if they were healthy cookies, I would, yes, get them because they're delicious, but they're like so bad for you. Well, some of them are healthy. Like if you look at healthier, healthier, like if you look at the serving size, right. But the ones that I like, the delicious ones are like so bad, but they're so, I do like Samoa's. But that's not a cookie I would get outside of buying Girl Scout cookies from a scout. If I would, and look, I'll take it one step further. If I was going to say what my favorite Girl Scout cookie is, it probably, and I've never admitted, this is another thing that I've never admitted. I think that my favorite Girl Scout cookie is the trefoil. Yeah, you said that the other day, and I was like, "Is that just the basic?" So you're the person that keeps this around. That's the basic shortbread cookie, right? That's the OG Girl Scout cookie. Yeah, Yeah. it's like their like logo thing. Yeah, I said like if I had to buy, if I had to eat ten boxes of Girl Scout cookies in the course of a year, and all ten boxes were trefoils, I'd be okay with it. And I picked the wrong ones for you because I thought tagalongs for sure you would love because you love chocolate, you love peanut butter. I just I do love chocolate and I do love peanut butter, but I just don't love the Girl Scout cookie, and I f- it hurts my heart to say that. We're not buying them any less, and we're not telling people to buy them any less. No. So we're saying support the Girl Scouts one hundred percent. But I, Jeff's just yeah. And I feel like for years. I, I've played the game. I've been like, oh, I'm so excited and countdown and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't, and and I just couldn't do it. I get you. Any, any longer. And you know what? It's and, I, and here's part of what pushed me over the edge. A couple years ago, I bought Boy Scout popcorn. And one of the flavors, you got like, I bought the tub that had like three flavors in it. And one of the flavors tasted like paint. And I had no problem publicly saying that's a terrible flavor of popcorn. I don't like that popcorn. And I felt like it's some sort of discrimination thing where I was like, no problem tearing the men down, but the women got to leave them alone. <laughs> it's equal, equal time. Yeah. I just, I'm a true. And we f- donate to both causes, by the way. Yeah. So- like we support, you know, when we have, I think we had a Cub Scout come to us and ask us to buy popcorn. Of course we will. Yeah. So trefoils and yeah, it ends there. So I'm sorry if you're a Girl Scout listening to this, still love you. Apologies. Riley sold us cookies this year. Riley, you're still my girl, but that's just, that's my unpopular opinion. And I think, I, I think we can, I would like to give the phone number out here, not to have people who agree with me call, but I think that maybe me sharing that may have, have given somebody else the confidence to share their unpopular opinion. And not a mean opinion. Like no. we don't want you to be nasty. That's not uh-uh. what this is about. And I could I could give another one. Like Star Wars. I don't get it. I don't get Star Wars either. I don't get the hype. I don't get the thing. I don't get any of it. So nothing against those of you that do. But 800-434-5454. If you have an unpopular opinion that you are brave enough to share. You don't even have to identify yourself. Just say what it is. Uh, we will uh, compile those and play them on a future episode. I have a friend who broke up with their accountant a couple weeks ago and said that- Broke, they, up, broke up professionally, Not they're not dating their They're accountant. not dating their accountant, but they were like, hey, I just need to make a change. You know, I just have to make a change. 
and it's, it's, it's not you, it's me. It's not personal. We've had it's, a few great years of income tax, but but this year I just need to move in a different direction. And they've been with their accountant for, you know, 10, 12, 15 years maybe, but they just felt like, hey, I need a change. Yep. Which is fine, right? It right. happens. My friend said that breaking up with her accountant was harder than breaking off a relationship. She was, was like, I'm just going to do this really quick and just give a courtesy call of, hey, I'm moving in a different direction. Thanks for everything. Appreciate you. Call you in the future if there's ever, you know what I mean? Like if we ever have that need, you know, particular need again. And um, she was like, honestly, we were on the phone for like 35 minutes. They were begging me not to go. It was like a whole thing. And I have not experienced that since the last time I got out of a relationship. Isn't that the same thing that happens though when people leave their hairdressers? I think people or, feel that way. Or like what would be another like a profession that you would have somebody for years and years and then suddenly you don't need them anymore. But here's the thing. With a hairdresser, you can kind of just ghost. With a I was thinking like um like a car dealer or something. If you bought the same car from the same person for five years, you can just ghost. Right. But like an accountant probably has paperwork and stuff that you would need going forward. A dentist would probably have paperwork and stuff. Records. A veterinarian, mm -hmm. a doctor, any professional like that, you have to pick up the phone and call because if not, new accountant is just going to have to call the old accountant and go, hi, I'm representing Mr. And Mrs. Blah, blah, blah now. And they'll be like, what? I'm representing Mr. And Mrs. Blah, blah, blah now. <laughs> Do you remember when we, we broke up with a vet before? Well, that was different because <laughs> that man was an awful human and should not had terrible bedside manner. And it was, it was, and I gave him a second chance and he was just gross. We took Callie's dog in after her first dog, Blair, and we found some weird lumps on her neck. And so we took her to our regular vet and they said, you've got to go see a specialist. And the doctor essentially, in not so many words, and said, but don't get your hopes up. I've seen a lot of this. It's not going to end well. And we're like, not the right thing to say, but maybe he was having a bad day. That was a, the way you said it was nice. He was abrasive about it. I think he actually said that he said something along the lines of the last dog I saw that had this died within three months. Yeah. He said, no, what he said was I, my dog had this, it's super painful and she died within a week. Okay. And so, I was like, well, oh, uh, uh, hi. Okay. Thanks. Um, for and, the support. And, and, and you know what? In the spirit of grace and, and maybe he's having a bad day, that was definitely unacceptable, but maybe who knows? We had gone to him for, for say it was Sadie's only vet and it was Blair's only vet after we rescued both of those from the main society. And Jeff was like, Callie, give him another, like, it yep. might've been a bad day. We don't know. Cause it was just me telling Jeff kind of what, and I was very emotional, understandably. So he was like, Callie, let's just go back. Okay. I'll take her next time. And then we go in the next time. And he's like, cause you go to the specialist and then they're, they prescribe the treatment for the cancer, mm -hmm. but you still have to go to your regular vet and get like weighed in and blood and work do like and, flea and tick and yeah, normal yeah. stuff. 
And he's like, ah, oh, she's still around, huh? And was so callous about it that I was so rattled that when I paid the bill, I said something to the effect of, I don't have a new vet yet, but I am never coming back here. So <laughs> whatever you need to do for my records, get them ready. And they're like, what? And I was like, he's terrible. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, it was, it was just not the right fit for us. So we broke up with our vet and we have a fabulous vet now. But anyways, yeah, anyways. Uh, it's funny that you have to go through a, a proper breakup process when leaving anyone that you might have, that your new professional would have to contact in the yeah. future. Yep. I wonder if anybody's ever cried. Like, I wonder if you've ever. Like if someone has cried telling the professional that they. E either way. Like if you just called, like what if, what if your friends called their accountant and said, yeah, we're going with somebody different. Yeah, our needs have changed. This person's closer to, to the house, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a little bit of silence and there's, so you're leaving me? I had a friend who is um, a professional that had to break up with a client. Like they were a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor or something and had to fire the client? Yeah, because the client was just kind of like making their life miserable and they had to have a conversation to say, you know what? I think I am not the right fit for you. Um, and it was a, a hairstylist actually. And I've, I have a couple friends that are hairstylists and I have heard many times, like it's not uncommon for stylists to be like, hey, you know what? I do not think that I'm your best fit. Therapist too. I know a therapist that is like, you know, like, hey, we're things not working out. This just isn't. It's so it goes both ways. And I think in one of my um, stylist friends, like the person did not take it well, really well. Like, no, 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 please see me. Like, I'll stop complaining about my hair or whatever. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm just really not what you're looking for. Once it's out there, it's too late. Yeah. Like once you put it out there, it's it's too late. And, it, and that ship has sailed. Today is Thursday, and tomorrow is Friday. We got free stuff Friday. Friday stuff. Friday stuff. <laughs> yeah. Our free stuff Friday prize for tomorrow is from our friends at Pottery Barn Lennox. They are giving away what they call a buttery soft throw, like one of those amazing throws that you walk into Pottery Barn, you're like, is it awkward if I lay on the bed? Like, is that weird? <laughs> Um, but it is a $275 value throw, and they are giving it to you. Maybe it could be you. All you got to do is be listening tomorrow because it's Friday, and that's when we do Free Stuff Friday. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Last night, I cooked dinner for Callie for the first time in a while because you pointed out that I haven't been cooking much and it was one of my four things that I need to have it be a great day. Jeff loves to cook. He loves to plan a meal out. He loves the actual cooking part and it makes him feel really good. And he told me that earlier this year of like, hey, that triggers like super happiness for me. And he never does things for himself. So I have been very insistent on him doing things 
self-care things for him, like going on a walk because he loves to be outside or cooking. So last night he made me a meal. I made chicken schnitzel and roasted potatoes, a, a good hearty German meal. And Callie had never had schnitzel before. I thought schnitzel was a word for sausage. No, it's um, it's a meat that's pounded flat and then cooked in a pan or baked in an oven if you're trying to be healthier. Yeah, so I did not know that, but I had my first introduction to schnitzel. And here's the thing, the reason I bring this up is because I think it's really important because I loved doing it and I and I decided like the day before and planned on it and all this. I think it's it's good to remind ourselves what fills us up, like what those self-care things are. And it doesn't have to be a long list. It's Callie suggested we all have four things mm-hmm. and make time to do it, especially with all the, you know, stressful stuff going on in the world and- And, and in life. Yeah. And, do something and, for yourself. Yeah, take, a, the more stress I think there is that you can't control, like crazy viruses and watching your 401k go up, down, up, down, down, the more important it is for you to take charge of what you can control. Like so, dinner. Like a schnitzel. Like a schnitzel. So grab your schnitzel and control it. Good morning, friends. This is Diana, and I had to pause episode 2001 so I could follow Jeff on TikTok. And I was wondering, is there anybody else that as they have to enter their birthday with signing up for things and they're scrolling through all the way back to their birthday, which for me is quite a ways back, take a mental picture quickly as the years go by at how, where you were in those years or what great things happened or just how blessed you are to be able to scroll back as far as some of us can. Anyway, I am now following you on TikTok. I have no idea what that is and I will do my research so that I can help make you successful and reach your goal. Have a great day, guys. Love the show, love the positivity, love being a part of the horde. Bye. Socks are one of those things that you don't know how annoying they are until they're annoying. Like, have you ever been, guys, at a job interview and had your one sock slip down around your ankle? Terrible. Or how about this, when you're working out and your sock gets twisted and wrapped around your foot or slides down into your shoe. Even worse, if you're doing a 5K or a half marathon or a marathon, Bombas doesn't want you to deal with that. They want their socks to be a nice hug, but on your foot, like a foot hug. You won't have to pause your treadmill or step off to the side of the trail to fix your bunched up sock. They've got you covered. And there's no toe seam. It's all about the comfort. Smooth sailing all the way across your foot. And you know, socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. So Bombas wants to change that. For every pair that you buy, they're going to give a pair to somebody in need. Get 20% off your first purchase by going to bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside. 20% off bombas.com slash upside. A reminder that if you're thinking about trying CBD for sleep or stress or energy, Hemp Fusion has you covered with 20% off just for being an upsider. Go to hempfusion.com and use the promo code UPSIDE for 20% off your first order and free shipping.
Hi, Kelly and Jeff. It's Jody from Indiana. So Indiana does participate in daylight saving time. How do I know? My kids were grumpy this morning going to school that hour earlier. Not fun for a parent. Hope you guys have a great day. Love you. Bye. Good morning, Kelly and Jeff. It is Tuesday, and I'm listening to episode 201, and I just paused it. It's at the beginning, and you're talking about how you don't have Illinois on your state countdown, but I'm pretty sure you do. There were there was an episode, and a caller called in and said, I'm listening from Chicago, so you can count Chicago, and Chicago is in Illinois, so I don't know whose job it is now to go back and listen to all your old voicemails. But I'm pretty sure Illinois could be checked off. Good luck with that. Have a great day. Bye. Jeff and Callie, this is Susan. I'm in Chicago, and I listen to your podcast every morning. So thanks for that. I'm enjoying it all. Um, But, yeah, you've got Illinois for sure. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. Kim from Flowery Branch. I cannot believe that Mercury is still in retrograde. I teach pre-K in between the time change, full moon, Friday the 13th, and now I find out that Mercury is still in retrograde today. No wonder my kids were off the chain. Love you. Bye. Hi, this is Melissa in Lawrenceville. I was listening to today's podcast where you're discussing your brand. Uh, going from the word tangible positivity to attainable positivity. And the word that comes to mind for me, or at least the way I try to project myself, and I just wanted to share with you, is authentic positivity. Because I think, for me, it feels like that's what you're striving for, as you want to come across as not everything is rainbows and butterflies every day, but authentic positivity, just realistic positivity. Just my two cents. Bye. I'm Jason, and and I'm five, and I love you so, and I hope you do good, and I hope I have a good tea competition. Bye-bye. Jeff, you don't get it. Callie? I got you, girl. The whole ADD thing, our brains are wired so differently. It's that, it's not that we don't remember where we put something. It's just we're not ever conscious of ever putting it anywhere in the first place. There's so much stuff going around our brain all the time that we just are not conscious of every little thing. So my husband, who is a super smart man, described it that because his, he does not have ADD. And he said that it's like my brain or a normal person's brain has a a gatekeeper and that gate is open and closing and opening and closing to allow and process information all the time. Our brains, those of us with ADD, that gate's open all the time. So we're flooded with every single little thing going on around us, every little thought, every little noise, every little everything. And it's just flooding in there and it's not put in its proper places. So that's when we get so exhausted and, and groups of people and uh, with lots of information and things going on. And Callie, I get you. Love you guys. Uh, again, had a great time at the comedy show, Jeff, and y'all are right, that, that uh, February 14th 
at, at um, Strand was just amazing. Super, super special energy there. Keep it going. Love you guys. Bye. Did you poop your pants? <laughs> wow. What's so funny? <laughs> Is it funny that you pooped your pants? <laughs> Love you guys and hope you guys have a great day. Bye.